Generate Thrive podcast. I'm Austin. And I'm Caden. And uh, here we talk about the crazy and amazing stories found throughout the Bible. We believe that the Bible is the most amazing set of documents that have ever been collected in history. And we love to read them, talk about them, study them, and uh, learn everything we can about them and apply it to our lives. So welcome and enjoy. Take two. We had some technical difficulties. Well, yeah. So it happens. I'm actually surprised we've lasted like this long. I know. We made it this podcast. Yeah, we made it. We made it this far. Well, maybe no. Like all of our podcasts, like all together. Um, I think that was probably like the worst. Well, like the the only time that's happened. Yeah. So. Or the time we recorded a whole podcast, like hour, so yeah. it, it just was it's, gone. Yeah, we well, just didn't say. Like, I don't know what happened. Remember that? Yeah, that one was. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, so. but that one was like, it just happened, like freak accident or whatever. Not even really an accident, but uh, it just happened. This one, yeah, just plug it, plug it in. <laughs> I remember Mark Seven. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I want to repeat all of the things that we already <laughs> talked so about. Um, yeah, so Mark 7, we're halfway through. chapters left, <laughs> all this stuff. If you want to listen to the first part... Uh, <laughs> You're just complaining the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so... It's probably good. All right. Um, so here in um, chapter 7, Jesus, uh, like, changes direction. Um, he just got done walking on water, you know, normal stuff. And goes to, like, address something. We see, like, Pharisees and um, we see people reacting to Jesus. And now he's actually going, almost like he's now going into the fire. He's going and uh, addressing something rather than just doing something and letting people react. He's kind of being more aggressive here and encountering, like, a Pharisee and having a conversation. But Mark, the author of the gospel sets up these events i think in like a certain order to get the message across that jesus was teaching about and it starts with him addressing a pharisee about uh like old testament mosaic law yeah so what we see uh right when the chapter begins is jesus and his disciples are eating and would have been uh ritual ceremonial to um clean yourself before like eating uh it's one of the ways that jewish people would have um kind of like been distinct in that time period and again the pharisees are around and they're probably looking over at jesus and and all those dudes and being like why do you guys continue to not do the things that we do like you're Jewish. We're Jewish. This is in the law. This is something that we do. This is something that we practice. Um, like, why are you doing this again? Like what, you know, like they're probably just so frustrated at this point. Um, like with Jesus trying to be like being different and all these things. And, uh, this response from Jesus is, uh, like one of like, I don't know. I like it because it's super, uh, and it's super witty, you know, it's like a super good, like, it's like a clap back, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and this is what he says. He's quoting, um, Isaiah and 
Uh, says this, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites, as it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human tradition. Yeah, so Jesus' first um, correction in the, the thinking of the Pharisees is that you don't even hold true to your to the laws of the Old Testament. Yeah. You hold true to traditions and what you've interpreted the laws to be. And we'll see later, We, the picture we get is that the Pharisees use the law and they create traditions to elevate themselves that will favor themselves and uh, make them look good rather than following the laws of God. Yeah. Because we see a picture of what the law, following the laws of God should look like, and that's loving God and your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And that's not what the Pharisees use the law for. Yeah. They use it to stand out and oppress others. Yeah. So that's kind of what Jesus is addressing there. You, you don't even hold true to the law. You just do the traditions surrounding it. And then when we're talking about the law of God, he's referring to like the Ten Commandments. Like, right? Um, I think he's talking about all of them. All six, 13? Yeah. Well, the one that he references is honor your father and mother. Yeah. And anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that they might have been used to help their father or mother, is that is devoted to God, then you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. So right there we get a we get an example of one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. But uh, but in the Ten Commandments, does it say if you don't do these, you should be put to death? No. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's like it's it's an overarching teaching, I think, yeah. of the law, and that was an example of um, a command of God, honor your father and mother, and how they have turned it and added tradition to yeah. it and different teachings to make it so they can, you know, make it for what they want yeah. it to be. Because like, in Jewish people would have like all six. Six thirteen laws, but then they would have other books written on what those mean what and things, means, yeah. and so then they kind of get away from the original source, and then we we see Jesus Jesus talk about like, well, he says it right here. This is nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and you do many things like that. So mm-hmm. kind of that idea. Um, this is really it, it's interesting to see that Jesus kind of is. Um, like talking against that. Yeah. This is interesting. Yeah, no. it's, interesting. it's so great because I mean, us knowing who Jesus is, like he's fighting against, or I mean, talking against something that he was part of. Yeah. When the law was given, he's the one who gave the law. Yeah. And he's sit- sitting here correcting it, which is kind of cool. Yep. Um, so with that, he doesn't just stay there and just criticize them. Uh, rather, he gives them a new teaching. And I think it's found, like, in verse 15, I believe. Yep. What is that? What is what? Verse 15. Verse 15. Okay. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, is that what comes out of a person that defiles them? Yeah. And we were kind of talking about this before the recording. Yeah, this is where we where we ended. Um yeah. So what I was saying is 
just reading that section without going any further, it's hard for me to like, I understand what's being said, but it's hard for me to like align with it because I think that there are things that can defile a person by ingesting them or whatever you want to say, yeah. whether that's, whether that's food that's not healthy for you, whether that's some form of like drug or like whatever that, whatever that is, there's definitely things that you can take that would defile that person. Um, but then we are thinking of, um, what, what, do, got, what does defile mean? So yeah. we're looking at a human point where like, Oh yeah, that could be bad for the you, physical and the but health, it, but none of that can separate you from God. That yeah. can't make you unclean before yep. God. You could eat, McDonald's mm-hmm. every day and you still won't be unclean. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the conclusion that we came to from that. Um, but just, yeah, from that physical health standpoint, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. And then the second half of that, that verse says rather what comes out of the person that defiles them. Um, and then we read a little bit more and what Jesus is actually talking about is he is talking about food there and in parentheses we said we see in saying this geez in saying this Jesus declared all foods clean so so it's interesting yeah so verse 19 for it doesn't go into their hearts but into their stomach and then out their body and then in parentheses in saying this Jesus declares so I wonder who added the parentheses. Yeah. Was that Mark? Was that like who put that there? Because it's saying it's not saying if Jesus is saying that. It's not yeah. saying anyone said that. It's like a asterisk, like yeah. someone added that, and it's interesting. It's weird. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think it's. I think for the same thing that I was talking about and thinking of, um, and the conclusion that we came to is like, oh they're talking about more than food here. There's like a bigger implication, but I think they're trying to say, but Jesus was also talking about food. Like that is also super important to like the Jewish people at this time Mm -hmm. because of the restrictions that they like placed on themselves and things like that. Um, So this is like the idea. I mean, ending this section, Jesus, he uh, first like, corrects the idea of holding on to the Jewish traditions, provides the new teaching, um, and then corrects actually the law. So at first he was correcting traditions, then he provided new teaching, and with that new teaching he is explaining how the law, you know, or corrects the law, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, but this is like, I feel like where we get the idea of, as Christians of like uh, the reflection of our hearts or, you know, you know, what does your heart say and all that yeah. like idea of what, what is it? What? Yeah. I don't know. That's a weird idea. Yeah. What does your heart say? Or what do you, yeah. Judge my heart, not my actions, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Your actions come from what? Exactly. But so, yeah. Um, it's confusing. But I think that's where we get it from. Is like yeah, because in verse 20, that's, it says, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. This is kind of him wrapping up this teaching. For it is uh, from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. All of these things come from inside and defile the person. Mm-hmm. Because 
what's going on inside in your mind and like in your heart or whatever lead to the actions that everyone else sees and not saying that like what everyone else sees like judging you like that's not the point but uh the actions that you do take represent what's going on like on the on the on the inside yeah and then the next section here uh um mark puts this story and it's like show an example of that teacher yeah uh so you have a woman a woman <laughs> a woman <laughs> Who's Greek, um, born in Syrian, born in Syria, Phoenicia, um, and she begged Jesus to drive a demon out of her daughter. Yeah. So, but she's unpure. She's unclean. Yeah. She's not Jewish. Oh, this part, like, oof, so good. In verse 28. Yeah, the encounter she has. Or like 27, 28, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, can, you couldn't say some of this stuff today, but, uh, this is what Jesus says. I, I don't know. For it is not right to take the child's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, so <laughs> Jesus, like, throws at her tradition, like a traditional yep. idea. Like, don't you know the tradition? That it's not right uh, to take the children's bread and toss it to dogs. Yeah. Like, we don't do that. Like, very Jewish tradition. Yeah. Like, kind of like what a Pharisee would, yep. like, typically respond and with. She, goes, she claps back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Even a dog under the table eats children's crumbs. Then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. Yeah. So, she's realizing who Jesus is. Yeah. That he's not a Pharisee. That he's not a lawgiver. But he has authority. Over yep. the law, over the traditions. Yeah. I think it's great. Real quick, if you're confused, the children would be like the Jewish people, God's people, right? And then the dogs would have been the outsiders, the people, yeah. Gentiles, uh, non-Jewish people. So to play on words and she plays back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was like it was really cool um, because – doesn't matter what the person is like or what the person who the person is or any of those um like yeah it doesn't matter where they were born or, what yeah, they eat like that, that what had, nationality what religion they are yeah all that mattered is she understood and had this encounter and jesus was like receiving to what she was saying yeah yeah nice grave yes and then we have um, the last section. Uh, Jesus heals a deaf and a mute man. Yeah. So from here, yeah, like I'm, I'm seeing what you're saying in the in the first section. You have kind of like what Jesus is teaching, talking, and acting on, and then the next two, it's like provide examples. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we talked about inclusio in the past. Um, chapters and here's another one the start of another one because if you see i mean this is actually a theme that's been going out through the whole gospel it's what what's the title of it peter i mean no where is it what the title of this section jesus heals a deaf and mute man then in chapter eight look at that title jesus heals a blind man yeah and then right after that 
some, and we'll talk about that next podcast, yeah. but this is a start of an inclusio, a start of another theme that's really already been going on. That messianic secret. Yeah, messianic secret of in Mark 4, um, it says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And we see him heal a deaf and mute man and then heal a blind man, you know. Yeah. So he's he's um, revealing himself to people, uh, like both, I would say, like religiously, spiritually, and then physically yeah. <laughs> through miracles. But it's teaching something. It's showing something. When, when people talk about Mark's gospel, what do they normally refer it to? Like refer to it as, um, like John's like is like the yeah, love gospel. Yeah, it would be like the Acts. Okay. Yeah, because Jesus. It, yeah. Yeah. Like the miracles and miracles. Yeah. So I would say I would call it like the messianic secret because um, none of them are trying to prove who Jesus is; rather, they're trying to show you who Jesus is. Yeah. You know, the things where that Luke he did and, and Matthew have like a genealogy, like showing you who Jesus is, mm-hmm. where. Mark doesn't have any of that. He's just trying to he's trying to reveal something to you. It's almost like a mystery. Yeah. How he writes it. Yeah, and so like in this section, very similar to some of the other sections that we've read. Um, I don't know, I don't have too much on. My notes just say messianic secret <laughs> on it. Yeah, that's yeah, all my yeah. notes say. Yeah, that's it. I say. Um, it's like one of the most significant lines in the gospel here is that uh, he is revealing himself, that secret. So I think that that kind of wraps up this one and kind of starts the next series of events is um, Jesus is really revealing himself, like who he is to these people. Um, I mean, like I said, we'll get into it next, but like next he feeds 4,000 again and like all these events start happening yeah um Peter talks about who he thinks Jesus is and then all of a sudden he's gonna die like yeah. it, it happens like that like yeah. right away because that messianic secret's getting out and everyone's reacting yep and I think that's kind of it's kind of weird how the, the like you have these teachings, this short section of teachings with the Pharisees, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the secret of Jesus is out, and then they put him on a cross. Yeah. So that's kind of like the where the story's about to head in Mark. Yeah, it's just really so real quick for it has to do with the end of this chapter and the in the theme throughout the next one so i'll just mention like one little part and then we'll save everything else for next week but um at the very end and in the beginning of mark 8 we talk about like the authority that jesus has of like casting out demons and performing like some of these miracles so at the end of the um section it says uh he made the man hear and see and so people were overwhelmed with the amazement he has done everything well he even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak and jesus commands him not to say anything because that's the that's the part of the messianic secret um but at the end of each section moving forward jesus is asking a question um 
why are you looking for a sign? What are you looking for? Do you not understand? Uh, do you not see what's happening? Are your eyes open or closed? Like yep. he's, it's like uh, he's poking and prodding, even though he's saying, don't say anything. I want these people to figure it out yeah. without like giving them the answer. Yep. But it's right there the entire time. Yeah, because don't you see that the deaf hear and the mute speak? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he's calling on things that he's doing because he's doing teachings. He's having conversations, but then he's also having like signs yeah. to go along with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. some sign acts going sign on. Acts. <laughs> Awesome. Cool. So that's it for chapter seven. Uh, Next week, we'll continue on this theme of the messianic secret and how Jesus is revealing himself to others. Bye.